Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to have you here. This show, we're talking about starting a YouTube channel. What would I do if I was starting a YouTube channel? What are the things that I would change? How would I approach it? In some, uh, some ways, I am doing that on the Rosh Media channel. It's been around for a few years, but I've only, just like many of my channels, just uploaded stuff here and there and then decided to make it into a regular channel. And I want to talk about how I would approach this if I was going to consult with somebody who wanted to start and grow a channel. So that's the topic for today. I hope you find that interesting. And hey, as I promised, I, I'm, I have guests lined up. Those will be the bonus segments coming uh, along. And I'm, I'm looking forward to those because it, it's been a little while since we've had many people on this show. We've had a few. It's nice when we have other voices because they really bring a nice dimension to the show. So those of you who have not heard the guests, go back in the archive. For a while there, I, I had a guest on every other week. I really would like to keep that pace up. But there's a secret. There's a big secret to getting guests on your show. And this, I'm sure, is true with YouTube. It's asking. <laughs> if you want people on your show, you have to ask. That's an amazing thing, isn't it? And so I started actually asking again. And uh, people are saying yes. Because most people are, are rather gracious if, if you ask them to be on the show. Especially if you develop a little bit of a relationship with them before you ask them to come on the show. So that there's a little hint for you. If you have your eyes on some folks that you would like to be involved with in some way with your YouTube channel, start to consider reaching out and connecting in some way, just a very friendly way first and build off of that down the road. So looking into starting your own YouTube channel, what I would recommend is to first, you have to look at audience and you have to look at your target audience. Don't just start throwing things up and see what sticks. Some people do that and some people have success with that. But I would today, especially because the competition is a lot more fierce than it was years ago, I would be much more strategic about it. And I would say, look, this is my audience. This is, these are the people that I want to attract. And not only that, I would go to the point of giving them a name saying, hey, my audience member name, whatever it may be, maybe it's Sue. And you say, Sue is looking to solve this problem or Sue wishes to be entertained this way or Sue wants to learn how to play this game better or Sue wants to learn how to cook healthy. See, you have to understand who this person is and you can even maybe give them a location really give them a story. Who are they all the way around? What are their interests? When you when you build out those interests too, that helps you get some variety within the channel that's not so far off. They would just stray away if you start talking about a, something a little bit different. Because, you know, we can, I've talked about this many times before. You can get very bored if you niche down so much. If your niche is so tight, you can get bored. And I've done that many times. A few, well, not many times, but a few times with channels and projects. I can go beyond YouTube with projects that was so focused. And yes, it had momentum. I just couldn't keep going. 
I like that variety. And so you want to set yourself up for success, for variety, knowing the audience. And by describing that audience member, you can probably, that target audience member, you can probably spin a few things off related to that. And that will help you in the process of of developing your channel. Consider that. So the next thing I would recommend you do is start to look at other successful channels in your niche. I think it's important. You're, you, you have to understand what your niche is, and you may feel like, well, there is no competition to what I do. Yes, there are. Everybody on YouTube is in competition with other channels in some way. It's kind of like when people go into business and they have a new product or service, and they say, well, I have no competition. Well, yes, you do. You're competing for dollars. Well, on YouTube, you're competing for views. There are only, although there are a couple billion, uh, there are a finite number of eyeballs to watch the videos that are continuously uploaded at a very fast rate up on, on YouTube. And there's a lot of competition for those eyeballs. And so the same goes for what you have to consider in terms of developing your niche and starting to look at who very well may be a competitor. And even if they're not a competitor, who are those top, maybe the top channels that you enjoy? And start to watch them for the little things, the little things that make the difference. Why would you want to come back and watch more of their videos? Start to think about that. Why would someone come back? Is it personality? Sometimes it's personality. A lot of times it's personality. Sometimes it's topic. Quite often it's topic, especially in the search realm. But really, you need to consider what is working well. Look and see what is trending on YouTube and figure out why. And sometimes you can use those trends to help you in the process of growing your channel. But I would save something like that for later. Right now, the goal is to figure out why do the channels that win, win, especially within your niche. Because there are certain styles that you and I may have to go after or consider for our channel. So people within a niche feel comfortable watching your videos because they're comfortable with the style. Now you should have your own way of doing things. And if you can expand on that style, that's fine. Or turn it on its head for a good reason. Go for it. That's just fine too. The next thing I would consider is design. Make your site look good. YouTube gives you the opportunity to put in a thumbnail, a profile picture, a banner, Make it look good. Make it look professional. Don't just throw something up there. You want it to look really good. Now, there are a number of ways you can go about this. You can go to a site like Canva. Canva has templates there. But, you know, some good YouTubers that we know who have actually been on this show have, they have programs in place that you, in which you can purchase thumbnail templates or Uh, various tools to help your site look good. I know Roberto Blake has that. I know that Dan Courier has just released something related to that. And actually, I asked him to be on the show coming up. And we're going to learn more about what it is he's releasing to help YouTubers. Tools or templates, things like that. I believe it's templates. I did did take a a peek uh, the other day, and, and that's what I think it is. And of course, Nick Nimmin 
also has that. I think his is Tuber Tools. There are resources out there for you to help you make your channel be its best, to look great. And so I would recommend you take advantage of that right off the bat. Or if you have the resources, hire a designer to help you out. If you're a designer already, well then good for you. I'm not a designer and sometimes it really does show. Uh, so I, I highly recommend that you go for the best tools, the best look right off the bat so people have really faith and trust in your channel that you're the real deal because a lot of times you have one chance to get their attention and encourage them to subscribe. And if you're looking like you've, you know, you, you've never understood a sense of design in your life and don't understand fonts and don't understand color in, in composition, well, people are going to just think, oh, well, this person obviously is is not um, a real YouTuber or something like that. I mean, it's just these, it's not true, but sometimes that's what goes on through people's minds, whether justified or not. Okay, the fourth thing that I think is really important, and you must consider this, there is no perfect time. There is no perfect time. You have to start. You have to start. You have to start by going through the process. You have to upload a video. Having all the right equipment is not the answer. Not at all. If you have a phone that connects to the internet and has a camera on it, you have the opportunity to connect to YouTube and upload a video and start and learn what works. You have to go through the process of learning how to create headlines, to create thumbnails. You have to go through the process of figuring out what it is that they uh, will want to watch next and what your audience appreciates. Start. You have to start. That, that It's never going to happen unless you start and you begin to learn. I've been learning. I've been on my journey of learning for four years. The middle of this month will be four years that I've regularly uploaded to YouTube. Four years. And I'm still learning. And that's why I have this show. Because I, I like to bring people on. I like to share what I've learned as I've helped others. But I also like to, of course, learn from people who have really good information by bringing them on this show and to help support you too. I think one thing is, you're going to have to improve your style. You, I have a friend, a very good friend, who is, is just a lot of fun to be around. And, you know, you meet him in person, a lot of personality. But when you put a camera on him, he totally shuts down. A lot of times when you're on camera, you have to be more than you think you need to be. You need to be more extroverted than you think you need to be. And a lot of introverts like to do YouTube and they have to step up and they have to learn how. Just a lot of times when we just start talking normally to a camera and we think everything's okay and, you know, life's good and we're sharing our story or doing what we think, we, we think we're doing just fine. We're just, we're talking like we normally do. Why, why, what's wrong with this? And then we see ourselves on cameras like, oh my gosh, man, is that boring? Wow. That, that who's that rock sitting there trying to, you know, speak something. I mean, there's nothing going on. You, you have to see yourself. I know a lot of you, if you start looking back at YouTubers, you'll see that their early work, horrible, 
Mine certainly. And I thought I was coming in because I was a speaker and I was going to do a great job, but no, I was horrible too. <laughs> and hey, I'm sure I still have much more to learn. But the fact is, you're not going to get unhorrible. You're not going to fix it until you see and observe yourself. My dad was actually on TV for many years. He was a local weatherman. And he, especially in the beginning, would record his show and watch it afterwards to see what he could improve upon. And he eventually got better and better and better over time because he observed and he was self-critical. He understood that he couldn't get better he, unless he fixed those little things along the way and improved what he was doing. And it's true for you. You have to watch your videos, even if you're cringing, watch your videos and, and then make little adjustments. And after 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 videos, you're going to be underway. You're going to have some good videos that can you can build off of. Now, Shibi is in here and uh, asked a really good question about her views and how to grow her channel. And the answer we really came down to, because she has, Shibi has uh, 50 uh, it's about 3,000 subs and about 50 views on a video in one day. And that's not as uncommon as you might think. Um, I mentioned that I have a friend who has 60,000 subs and gets a few hundred views on a video. There's so many different reasons. The reason is because he's been around for a long, long time and many iterations of that channel. And not all those, all those people are active. And so you just have to understand, you have to compare you to you as you grow the channel. The next, this is something that we've talked a lot about and I still think it's important when we're thinking about starting a channel and this includes after your first video. So you, you had your first video, you've uploaded it, you watched yourself, you think you're horrible <laughs> and that's okay because we're going to get better. But then, but then you think about, okay, there are some people that enjoyed that video What's the next video that those people would enjoy watching? And one of the things I mentioned to Shibi was look at your top three, five videos and figure out what are so, what, why were those videos the top three videos. Once you understand, you have a good sense of why, then try to make more videos similar to that. And it could be a similar title, a similar topic. Those, those are really important things for you to do. A similar style. Maybe you'll notice it, it's it's a similar topic as the other videos, but or even within the niche, but this one has a certain style that's different, or the introductions were different, or the the way you approach the topic was a little bit different in your top videos. Figure out what that is, and you will you will be able to build off of that. YouTube's about momentum, and keep that momentum going. And that's what's so important. The next topic is the 70-50 rule. And this is something that I had written about over at on the tubeblog.com as well as the TubeBuddy uh, blog. And I think it's a good way to simply look at your analytics. A lot of times we don't want, want to look too deep into our analytics. But this simple rule is something you can gauge on your videos when looking at your retention graph. And what you want to do is get most of your people 
70% of your viewers to one minute. 70% of your viewers to one minute. 70% of the people who are watching your videos will watch a full minute of it and it'll start slowly to go down. And then the end of the video, you still have 50% of those people. If you can do that, YouTube will reward you, especially if you have a lot of people watching your video. And maybe it's 100 people, maybe it's 50 people, maybe it's 1,000 people or many more. But if you can get 70% of them to one minute and then the graph slowly goes down and 50% make it to the end where you can then pitch your next video to watch the next video that's maybe related to the video they just saw, that is going to be very helpful. Next thing I would highly recommend is develop a playlist strategy. Understand how to use playlists. Put common videos together, that, that popular videos, maybe your top three or four videos, videos that people could watch one, then the other, then the other very easily, especially if you have a channel that has a few different videos that are within your niche, but there is variety there that you need to consider. And if you can put those in a playlist, that can be very helpful in the process because YouTube will, can, will look at that playlist and see those videos related to each other and more likely offer them up as a next suggestion and if it is successful. And that's why a playlist of just two videos can work out very well. I have what I refer to as the visual suggestion ladder and it's kind of like a playlist with two videos. You have a pitcher and a catcher. You have a, a video that gets a lot of views and then you have a newer view video or a different video that is very similar or a spin-off of it and you put that in the same playlist and that's the catcher video. So hopefully that YouTube will notice that people are actually watching that next video and will continue to recommend your new video or the second video. You can sometimes go through your archive and look for those types of similar videos. I, I did that the other day. I looked for a few different topics and I found some videos that I had that I created maybe six months apart, a few years apart, pulled them together and put them in a playlist. One of them was very popular and the other ones were not as much, but when I put them in that playlist, I started to get more views transferring from that very popular video to those other ones and gave, it gave them new life. So start thinking of video playlists. I do have I do have podcasts on the 70-50 rule. I do have podcasts on the video suggestion ladder. So you can certainly check out the archives of these videos and you can listen to those. I, I highly recommend it if these are things that you are interested in working with. Now we are in the process of growing our channel. We, we've got it going. We, the uh, playlist strategy is certainly helpful. We understand our audience. We're creating videos for our audience. And we're trying to find best ways to get people to our channel. Now, social media can be helpful. It can be helpful, but unless you already have a large audience somewhere else that really appreciates the kind of work that you're doing and the YouTube channel translates and is related to that other social media platform, it's going to be hard to get a lot of views over. But sometimes that works. You know, Maybe you have 50,000 people on Instagram and you're going to create a YouTube channel that is very similar to the Instagram. You could pull some people over that way and that could really give you a benefit. There are a lot of 
people who've done well on YouTube because they kicked it off with a lot of views to their videos early on because they had a social media backing elsewhere or an email list. So there are a number of ways this can go about, but you do need to consider that if you don't have much of a social media following elsewhere, I wouldn't worry about it so much. I would focus more on YouTube and I would focus more on search, especially early on and get some get some fans, get some people who are finding you in search, get them involved and then you can start developing more and more videos for suggested and browse features. But in the beginning, especially if you don't have other ways in which you can get people to your channel, search I think is one of the best ways to go. One of the best promotional tools I think there is outside of say an email list that you might have and again if you have a big social media following is actually collaborating with other YouTubers especially ones that are maybe a little bit bigger than yours but within the same niche you can really support each other along the way and grow help grow each other's channel by collaborating doing the shout out a one-time shout-out doesn't do much for you. So going around begging people for shout-outs does not help. If you are a regular, regular presence on their channel in some way and you're supporting each other back and forth or a few channels supporting each other back and forth, that can be very helpful in the growth of YouTube channels because generally when that happens and you keep talking about each other, people will check out the other channel and you'll gain from each other's marketing and benefits you know somebody finds a channel through search or through a suggested video they start to hear about you and that youtuber will end up sending you some opportunity through their subscribers so i recommend developing a plan for collaboration as early as you can and i've done a little bit of that i gotta tell you i certainly have not done it enough but when i have done it there has been value and I have gained subscribers when I had a good legitimate collaborative set of videos that me and the other YouTuber planned out and worked together. It actually did work out and benefited the channel. To go back as we wrap this up, I, I really think the best thing you can possibly do is start. You have to start. It's the only way you're going to learn what you need to learn about your channel and improve who you are. As I mentioned, you need to watch other successful channels, and I certainly don't do that enough. I, I mean, I have my favorite channels, but I don't seek out other channels enough to see who is really you know, at the top of their game right now. And I really should probably do more of that if I, if I really want to grow um, and even support other YouTubers. I mean, more than anything, not so much growing my channels, but supporting other YouTubers. I, I, you know, I, I need to be out there and actually doing the research just like you do. But you have to get started. You have to start. And then you will learn once you go through the process. Hey, I'll talk to you next time on the Tube Labs podcast. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at the Tube Blogs dot com.